You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. What's going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest Birds Banter podcast presented to you by PHL Sports Nation and sponsored by Anchor. My name is Matt Loopy. I'm here with Logan Banker and Sean McMenamin today. And it's Dallas week. We're getting hyped for the Eagles-Cowboys matchup, and it's a huge one this week because both teams are struggling a bit, but they still have a chance to take over first place. They're both tied. Eagles have the matchup uh, favored over them at the first place right now, but whoever takes this game is taking first place in the NFCs for the time being, so... It's a huge game. It is in Dallas, uh, Sunday night football, so it'll be really fun to watch. There's a lot of stuff to look out for. And for me, the first thing that um, I want to point out is that this game really will run through the rookies, those being Andre Dillard and Miles Sanders. Starting with Andre Dillard, he is going to get his first career NFL start because Jason Peters is week-to-week with a knee injury. And if we know anything about Doug Peterson, week-to-week doesn't mean oh, he might play this week, it's out for a good amount of time. So um, Andre Dillard will be the starter for the foreseeable future. And that's something that Eagles fans should be excited about because when we drafted Dillard, he was supposed to be a project for the next year or two and then really develop into this left tackle role. But now he has a chance to come out, start against um, a good Dallas team and really prove himself that he's ready to go and he's ready to you know stay in for the Eagles if need be. So... I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him play, but definitely wasn't a promising um, uh, expect a promising outcome against the Vikings last week because it seemed like they were always getting constant pressure on him. He really couldn't handle the power rushers and was always exposing Wentz to the pass rush. Um, so definitely very struggling with that. So he's really got to step up. It seems like the Vikings were just rotating their rushers on. Um, Andre Dillard just to exploit that matchup. It was almost like you're playing varsity high school football and you know a freshman's in there at left tackle and you're just picking on him all game, having fun with it. And that's really not what you want to see out of your offensive line, especially when you want to protect Wentz and keep him healthy. So it's huge for him to step up. He'll be going against Robert Quinn this week. And I think it just has to do with confidence. He's got to embrace that role and he's definitely not going to be struggling with that because it seems like all week throughout practice, Jason Peters has been in his ear after every single play, showing him techniques, getting him ready for the Dallas pass rush. So he's going to be ready to go, and I'm looking forward to what we're going to see out of him. Yeah, so in terms of what happened with the Vikings game, I think that's kind of more just the fact that in practice, he's been going against a lot of the second-string guys, so he's not facing the Brandon Grahams, the Derek Barnett. He's kind of facing more Josh Sweat, Deshaun Hall, guys that obviously aren't as potent as um, guys like Everson Griffin that he faced last week against the Vikings. So I think... Just this week, knowing that he is a starter, he's obviously gotten a ton of first-team reps, so he's been able to face um, some top-tier guys where he's going to get himself prepared for what he's going to see because, I mean, we can all agree that Brandon Graham is a much more effective pass rusher than Josh Schwer or Deshaun Hall, so just being able to face him all week should help him a lot. So we, we know that he's a very talented uh, 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 pass blocker, run blocker, so I think just getting the reps will at least help him for the Dallas game. He's, he may not be as good as... Jason Peters normally is, but I think he 
will at least hold up fine against the Cowboys. Yeah, the Eagles use a first-round pick on Dillard in this year's draft to replace Peters for the future, and we didn't expect it, that to be this year. But with the injury of Peters, he's going to need to step up, uh, protect Wentz, give him enough time to throw the ball, uh, to get it to the receivers uh, in open space, and he'll just have to uh, step up in a big way. Uh, the Eagles coaching staff trusts in him, and he'll just have to show their uh, why they trust in him and assure that uh, offense that he can thrive in this offense. And Doug Peterson did say that Robert Quinn is playing as good as he's ever seen him play. So it'll be a huge test for Andre Dillard uh, in his first uh, first start uh, in the NFL to have a good game. Yeah, one thing I want to point out is um, when the Eagles drafted Dillard, everybody knew it was going to be a project. But the question was, if something like this happened, if Peters went down with an injury, would it be Dillard or would it be Vitae? And the Eagles immediately went to Dillard for uh, the starting left tackle role. So I thought that was great to see. They have the confidence in, in him, especially after a rough outing against the Vikings. They want to see him back out on the field, um, ready to go and ready to develop. It's kind of like what we saw to Carson Wentz in his rookie year. Instead of holding off a little bit more with starting Chase Daniel, you know, just throw him in. Get the experience now. Um, that's the best way to learn. So I'm really excited for um, his early starts in the NFL career because we didn't think that we're going to even see him for uh, about a year. And one other thing that I noticed about Andre Dillard is this is probably the perfect game for him to start in the NFL. Everybody knows the rivalry between the Eagles and Cowboys. And um, we saw the reports throughout the summer that he's an emotional player. He's passionate. He wants to be out on the field, compete and win every single snap. Um, he got into it with Derek Barnett a few times over the summer, got into a few scuffles. A couple things were said. It was all obviously all resolved, but um, he's ready to go. He's not going to be um, shy about telling other players how he feels. You know, if the Dallas pass rush is getting in his face, he's going to give it right back to them. So obviously very important for this kind of matchup because first place is on the line. Um, obviously a big rivalry to start with, so tensions are going to be flaring. And Dillard's going to be ready to go and uh, ready to bring that passion and fire to the Eagles offense. Yeah, it's definitely a very big opportunity for him. And he knows that he's capable of holding up in such a big game like this, just knowing the implications behind it. In college, he only allowed a handful of pressures as a left tackle. So he knows that when he steps on the field, he's capable of doing it. Obviously, we haven't seen yet against NFL talent, but he's definitely a capable left tackle. And I think these next few weeks are going to be a great opportunity to maybe show just fans that are maybe frustrated with the draft class that maybe wasn't so bad after all, because if you have a left tackle that you can really depend upon, you got him in the late first round. That's, that's a great pick. So this could also be opportunity for Diller to ease some of those concerns from fans and just really just show that he's um, a great pick and also capable of being the guy that they need for years to come. Yeah, this is a huge rivalry matchup under the lights. So it'll be big uh, opportunity for Dillard time to shine, you know, in his first start against the Cowboys, and hopefully he can protect Wentz, give him enough time, and uh, create some holes for the running backs to exploit as the game goes along. Yeah, if he succeeds, the rest of this O-line is solid. Um, They don't really have a hole anywhere. So if he plays up to the expectations, then Wentz is going to have a great game. So I feel like the offense is going to run through Andre Dillard um, because it's dependent on his success, and it's also going to run through Miles Sanders. And by that, I mean I think Sanders is going to see a lot of more snaps this week just because – He's proven himself in the pass protection game. Um, time after time, he's put out some great blocks when Wentz has been pressured, avoiding sacks, stuff like that. And one thing that really stands out was in the game against the Vikings, it was late in the game. The Eagles were down either 11 or 18, and the Vikings were rushing three rushers. So 
really um, solid protection, but the D end on the right side of the the play really uh, was about to get around Lane Johnson, and Sanders goes and chips him, and instead of chipping him, he laid him out. Um, he put a defensive end on the ground, and obviously he's about half the size, so he's he's powerful and he's ready to go. So if they want to keep Sanders in the backfield and be confident in him protecting Wentz throughout the game, they should be fully confident in that. And another thing I want to point out with this is if he's back there to pass protect and it looks clean up front, he can bounce out, do a little wheel route, go up in in front of the line and wait for a pass because we know what he can do in the passing game. You put the ball in his hands and let him do the work himself. Obviously there's the fumbling issue you got to take into account, but in the passing game, he's been very well, very productive. So um, I'd love to see him back in the backfield for a lot. Maybe not as many rushing plays, but get in the pass, pass protection, um, help, and then also have him bounce out and work his magic there. Yeah, that pass protection is definitely a big bonus with Miles Sanders. I don't think that's something that as many people anticipated with him when he, they took him in the draft. And also another thing, uh, kind of like what you just mentioned, say he has an opportunity to get out and be a pass catcher that's another way you can make an impact because the coaching staff's not going to be neglecting and just automatically assume uh, Andre Dillard's going to hold it perfectly fine so say um, Miles Sanders is in there and it's going well then like you just said Matt he can obviously go out there and make big plays he's been the Eagles leading receiver the last few weeks in terms of the biggest plays and with Deshaun Jackson probably still being out he could definitely have an impact in the passing game. So just that whole dynamic could really uh, set him up for showing everyone on the um, national stage just how good of a player he is. Yeah, Sanders is a really talented running back, and he has five 30-plus yard receptions, which is the most by an NFL rookie running back through six games since at least 1991. So it really shows his ability to get, um, get create some space in the backfield and then turn it into something special. Uh, he has the third most scrimmage yards per touch at 5.97 yards with a minimum of 70 touches. So it really shows that uh, his elusiveness and shiftiness uh, allows him to get into the secondary and really uh, get create some big runs. And he just needs to stay involved in this offense in the passing game. As Matt alluded to, he can get open on, open on the uh, wheel route. And if Wentz gives it to him in stride, then we'll be cooking. And it'll be a great sight to see all game long. Yeah, statistically, the Eagles have one of the best running back groups out there with Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders. They're both producing very good numbers and limited uh, um, exposure in the offense. So if they get them both rolling um, in their respected roles, then the offense is going to look a lot better. And I'm definitely not opposed to keep them on the field at the same time. I thought that they would do that more going into the season because we've seen in years past, Doug Peterson loves to get creative, and that's definitely been lacking this year, um, not really using you know, the flea flickers, the end arounds, uh, stuff like that that we've seen. But why not put Jordan Howard in the backfield, Miles Sanders in the slot, or both in the backfield, and get creative with it? If defenses see two really good running backs back there, or one um, out wide like Darren Sproles does time after time, then it's going to be hard to defend. And they got to use that to their advantage, especially against the Cowboys. The Cowboys know their antics, and they know what the Eagles are about. So they need to get creative and, you know, do uh, a couple small things like that that'll set themselves apart and get the win. Yeah, if there's any time to bring out some new plays, it's definitely against the Cowboys, considering just how important this game is. And I think you have to kind of consider maybe what happened last time in Dallas, too. The offense really struggled um, when they faced Dallas uh, last season. In Dallas, um, I think they scored zero points in the first half, and the offense really had a tough time getting going 
considering you're still going to be without Deshaun Jackson. You're going to have to find any way possible to really get something going. And maybe it is you pair Miles Sanders with Jordan Howard in the backfield, or maybe you involve Dallas Goddard more, but they will have to find a way to get more creative because they got to get the offense going, considering how well the Dallas offense has played so far this season. So it's definitely a good opportunity for Doug Peterson to maybe amp up the uh, creativity a little bit. Yeah, it's a great point, Matt. I would love to see them implement uh, Howard and Sanders on the same play. Doug will really have to hone in and create a great offensive game plan to get this team rolling early in the game and then continue to have success as the game goes along against a, a talented uh, Cowboys defense. Yeah, if they're without Deshaun Jackson for another week, they got to get creative. Uh, you can't let the offense sputter another week and risk another loss. They got to come out there firing, get creative. So that's one way to definitely implement that. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, we mentioned the last podcast how they can get creative as well, um, drop a few more schemes and you know put pressure on the opposing offense and make the secondary better. And uh, before we get into our next topic, Jalen Mills has told reporters that he is going to be ready to go on Sunday and he's going to start um, on Sunday. So definitely good to see that the secondary is going to get some help and um, we're just going to be waiting for him to get activated to the 53-man roster. There's one open spot which he will take, and then the roster will be ready to go at 53 against Dallas. But um, obviously that's going to help the defense. But one thing in particular that's going to be really crucial this Sunday is having pass rush on Dak Prescott all throughout the game and really make him um, make bad throws, bad decisions. Logan, what would you expect out of this defensive line? Yeah, it's definitely going to be a really big opportunity for him to step up and apply the pressure. We will help having Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby back in the secondary because that'll give him more time, at least a little bit more time to create more pressure on Dak Prescott. So when uh, Dak Prescott's in a clean pocket this season, he has a passer rating of 121.8, which is about as high as it can get. And then, but when he's pressured, he only has a passer rating of 62.3, which is significantly below average. So really the key to shutting down the, um, the Cowboys offense is just pressuring uh, Dak Prescott and get him out of his element, make him feel uncomfortable. The Cowboys may actually have Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins and Zach Martin this week, uh, despite some previous thoughts that they may be out. But it really is a good opportunity for both Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox to step up, considering the last few weeks they've started looking really good. Brandon Graham's been a very effective pass rusher. I think Fletcher Cox is looking pretty much like himself again after that injury. So it's a really good opportunity for the um, front four to get out there and really make something happen and put their stamp on the game. Yeah, the Eagles' defensive line must exploit uh, the Cowboys' O-line and create pressure on Dak, as you stated uh Logan, he has a much uh, worse passer rating when pressured in the pocket. And they really have to force sacks, you know, get in the backfield, uh, which they kind of failed to do last week against the Vikings. So it'll be crucial and important for them to create some pressure, force him into errant throws. Hopefully the secondary can step up. Even Jalen Mills maybe make a few big plays. And without pressure, you know, Dak will really pick apart our secondary, even, uh, even with Mills back there and possibly Darby. So it really stresses the importance of the coverage of the cornerbacks and, and the safeties in this game. And the rush defense also has to continue to dominate the way they have been doing this season. And once again, the secondary must step up in a huge way in this rivalry game. Yeah. If the defensive line has a game to step up, uh, like the running backs, like the running back or uh, wide receivers that we said, it's this game against Dallas. Um, you need to bring the fire. You need to get, role and especially with this tough stretch coming up uh, and they've been criticized all throughout the season except against the Jets game where they had the defensive line had eight sacks uh, defense overall had 10 but other than that it hasn't been looking good at all Brandon Graham like Logan mentioned has been 
coming out to play every single week. He's really proven his worth, and it looks like he wants to be on the field where other players not so much. You need to get that pressure rolling, um, especially in the middle. I think Hassan Ridgeway is really underrated right now, but if he can get in there and get some more pressures and help Fletcher Cox out a little bit, that's going to be huge. But also, just like Logan mentioned, the stats are night and day with Dak Prescott when he's pressured. You, you got to, you know, exploit that, get him pressured early and often because, you know, if Amari Cooper is playing and you give Dak Prescott enough time, then it doesn't matter. He might get hit after he throws, but if you throw it up, Amari Cooper is going to come down, so it doesn't matter which Eagles corner is covering him. So you definitely got to get in there early, mess up his rhythm, and um, let the secondary handle that from there on out. Yeah, that's a great point. I was just going to mention that does actually look like Amari Cooper will play. First, it was looking pretty unlike that he'd even have a chance of playing. I think if he's going to be on the field, the Eagles at least have to assume he's going to be 100%. So really, the pass rush has to get uh, pressure on Dak Prescott or else he will find a way to get to Amari. Last year, he had um, 10 catches, 217 yards, and three touchdowns against the Eagles in Dallas. So they really can't afford to let that happen again to their secondary or else it's it's going to be tough for the Eagles to really keep up with that if Mark Cooper's putting up that kind of production. Again, he may not be 100%, but I think you just have to assume that he's going to be effective when he's on the field just because it is a big game and he knows that's a big game. So, if he he said he said himself if if you were at any risk of getting re-injured and being a detriment to the team in terms of being there but not being effective, he wouldn't play. So, if he's actually going to go, I would expect him to be effective. So, they definitely got to get that pass rush to make sure um, Amari Cooper doesn't have a big game again. Yeah, Amari Cooper absolutely torched this last season, and it doesn't matter what the offense is doing in this game. If the defense can't stop him and Dak Prescott in those deep passes, it's going to be a really long game in Dallas, so it'll be crucial for the secondary to really hone in and on their coverage, limit him to big gains, and really get to the quarterback, get to Dak Prescott all game long in hopes of forcing some turnovers. Yeah, I normally try to bench um, any players on my fantasy team when they go against the Eagles just so I don't have to root for them but this year it's tough when you have a wide receiver going against the Eagles you almost have to start them every single time so if Amari Cooper's questionable if he's even 70 percent then you better believe he's going to be on my team just because he's light years ahead of this Eagles secondary but I believe they can step it up and limit him he's not going to have that kind of stat line that he did last year and um, one other thing that I want to touch on for this defense is Dak Prescott isn't really known for um, being super mobile, super elusive, but he definitely gets out of the pocket sometimes and can run for um, extra yards yards and uh, such. But like similar to Carson Wentz, if something's open, he's going to take it. So I think it's super important for this Eagles team to keep um, maybe a spy on him as in the linebacker group. Put uh, Camus Grugier-Hill in uh, particular because he's super athletic and um, he's maybe not um, fully ready to go on and take on the responsibility when – uh, as he's recovering from that knee injury. But um, if Dak Prescott gets out of the pocket, like we saw with you know Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, and he extends that play one or two more seconds long, then it's going to be game over. They're going to have their way with this Eagles defense. So having somebody um, pressuring them outside of the pocket, as well as if they're ready to run, then you can limit them for just a few yards rather than a first down. Uh, I think that'll be huge. Putting a linebacker like, Grugier Hill or uh, Nate Gary on him throughout the game would be super important for this Eagles. And I think that would be something Jim Schwartz should consider um, to try to limit Dak Prescott. Yeah, for sure. When, whenever the Eagles commit to something, they seem to get overly aggressive with it. So like on a run play, if the team runs to the right, 
you, you see everyone on the Eagles defense running to the right. So they can't afford to just disregard anyone on the Cowboys offense, including Dak Prescott, because he's a mobile guy. I know in the past he hasn't really done anything much against the Eagles in terms of his running game, but he, he's a mobile guy. He's shown um, against other teams and other games that he's able of creating big plays with his legs. Um, he's similar to Carson Wentz in the sense that he's willing to run if he has to. He doesn't prefer to run, but if it's there, he's going to take it. So you definitely um, – have to keep that in mind. And you also have to obviously, obviously pay attention to Zeke Elliott because the Eagles haven't even won a single game um, against the Cowboys when Zeke is active. So they really got to um, put the focus on him as well. They got a lot on their hands. You got to deal with Amari. You got to deal with Dak. You got to deal with Ezekiel Elliott. So it's going to be a really tough task for Jim Schwartz and the Eagles defense. And they have a lot that they got to really be looking out for it in, in order to give themselves a chance to win. Yeah, it's a really dangerous Cowboys team and offense. And the defense will really need to – uh, keep Dak and all the receivers accounted for, especially Ezekiel Elliott with his power style of running. So it's crucial for the linebackers to step up, you know, create some uh, pressure, hopefully get into the backfield, uh, get some tackles for loss against Zeke, even though that's very tough to do. But hopefully the secondary can step up and ha- have a big game on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be huge for the Eagles to take what they can and um, really dominate this game from both sides of the ball because. Like Logan said, there's a ton of weapons on this Cowboys offense that they got to try to limit and contain throughout the game. Um, but in a game like this, it's going to come down to the end. Every single point is important. So you got to take into account special teams as well. Try to take um, all the points that you can with uh, field goals. Can't be missing those and taking great uh, yardage situations with the punts and kickoff returns. So, Sean, what do you expect out of the special teams this week? Thanks, Matt. <clears throat> I think... Uh... Jake Elliott will need to be successful as he has been all season along with the whole special teams unit as Elliott is 7-for-7 on field goal attempts including the 53-yard field goal against the Vikings early in last week's game and he has not missed an extra point this year so far knock on wood that he continues to make those and uh, even on the punting side of it Cameron Johnson averages 47.2 yards per punt on 22 total punts as 60 yards was his longest punt this season he's going to need to continue to um, pin the opponents deep, which he's done a really nice job of in their own territory for the defense to have a, a great drive. And then and then aside from giving up that long kickoff return to the Lions, the special teams has really been solid all season long and uh, kind of something that, we, that we've been missing since the Chip Kelly era. And uh, with, with a combination of Elliott and Johnson, it's formed a great special teams unit. And if you want to point out something bad involving Elliott, it would just be the his interception on the fake field goal attempt last week, which wasn't even his fault. So he just had to get rid of it and hope for the best. And uh, moving forward, he'll need to continue to make those field goals, which he's done a great job at so far this season. Yeah, I remember over the offseason, uh, a lot of people were like, is Jake Elliott the kicker for our future? Because he struggled with uh, short yardage field goals, but really excelled with longer field goals, which is great to see. But um, a lot of people want somebody that's consistent all the way through and have that kicker that you can throw into any situation and be confident that they're going to make it and win you the game. Um, but, you know, the grass isn't always greener, so they kept Jake Elliott around. There wasn't really a question. There was no competition in camp all the way throughout. And he's really proven himself this year. Like Sean said, he's perfect right now. And um, he's looking to extend that. I think he deserves a lot more uh, praise for what he's doing this season because, you know, kickers are often overlooked because – they do so much for the team. They'll get you the points here and there that ultimately win you games. But 
Um, when they miss the big field goal, then, you know, everybody's calling for their head. So hopefully Jake Kelly can continue the success and continue being clutch for the Eagles and getting those points on the board because that'll be huge, especially in a game like this. Yeah, Jake Kelly and Cameron Johnson definitely deserve a ton of credit for what they've done this season. Obviously, like you guys both mentioned, Jake Elliott's perfect uh, with his kicks. And Cam Johnson almost seems like every time he has a chance to pin a team inside the 20, he does it. He's been pretty automatic with his kicks. I know people are pretty worried about um, the whole punting situation when Donnie Jones left. Um, but honestly, Cam Johnson's almost been better than him. He's been very good as a punter. So both of those guys, um, I have no worries that they'll keep up what they've done whole season against the Cowboys and it definitely will be needed because whether it's points whether it's the field position battle you always need to um just do what needs to be done to put your team in a good position and not have any let letdowns and another thing too um uh, remember last season the first play of the game I think it was the whole fumble no clear recovery thing that's another part of the special teams where the Eagles can really make an impact and give themselves a really good chance to maybe steal some points steal some uh, possessions and get a win yeah and another uh Great thing to see, to point out, is that both these guys are really young, and hopefully they can be on this Eagles team for many more years to come as they're just a few years out of college. So hopefully they can continue to have the success they've been having and uh, really lead this Eagles team to success, whether it's punting the ball or getting those three crucial three points in a big game, especially this weekend. Yeah, one thing that I have a knock on the special teams is just their tackling and being able to make the play uh, when it matters. If you're the first one down there, try to make an effort to at least trip them up, slow them down so the other guys can cover him. Um, I meant uh, it was against the Lions, I believe, on, on that kickoff return touchdown. Um, you know, TJ Edwards was right in there with them almost at the 10-yard line. And then Rudy Ford came in, missed the tackle. And then last week against the Vikings, I believe it was Rudy Ford again, who had a, a penalty on a kickoff return and cost the Eagles a couple of yards. So... Really, you got to clean that stuff up and make sure that you're making the plays when need be because special teams is often overlooked. But when you're, um, you know, on defense, it's so much easier to defend a team when they're pinned inside their 20 rather than when they're at their 40 or 45. Um, you have so much less room to, or so much more room to work with and um, limit them, and so much more opportunity to get them off the field in a fourth down situation rather than letting them march down just a few yards and kick a field goal so that's definitely important against Dallas especially and um, letting that defense work with what they have in good yardage situations yeah for sure you got to give that defense a chance you don't want to just throw them in a bad situation where they give up 20 yards and all of a sudden the Cowboys are in a situation at least get a field goal so and considering the struggles of the defense really Doug Peterson does have to be a little more smart in terms of aggressiveness and being completely sure which uh, situations to go for and which situations not to go for it. So uh, special teams, they always play a big factor, but in games like this, everything's got to be perfectly good. Everything's got to be functioning well to really get give yourself a chance to win because Dallas is a very tough place to play. It's a very loud building, very hostile environment. So they really got to be hitting on all cylinders, and special teams is probably almost the biggest part because you know the offense is going to be there. You know the defense is going to have the energy with that lead shale and those coming back. So the special teams has to really close the door and make sure that they're ready to go. Yeah, I think it's critical that Cameron Johnson uh, needs to pin the Cowboys offense back deep so that the defense can have a chance, like Matt just said, especially with so many injuries that we've had. It'll be important that they have enough uh, time and space to really uh, create some pressure and hopefully turnovers against Dak Prescott and this dangerous Cowboys offense. You don't want to give them more yards than you have to. So, Looking into this game, I really think they can they can step up, especially this 
defense, and hopefully we can come out with a big win. Yeah, definitely, and uh, it's going to take a lot to beat the Cowboys, but it's definitely doable, and we're going to move into our bowl predictions and score predictions. Starting off, um, I said this right when Jalen Ramsey went to the Rams because a lot of people were obviously upset about that on the Eagles' end, and um, Eagles were getting Jalen Mills, not Jalen Ramsey, and I'm predicting that Jalen Mills is going to have an interception before Jalen Ramsey. I think it's going to come in this game, and uh, Eagles fans will be able to have a little fun with that, that the Eagles have the better Jalen for the time being. So I think he's going to pick off uh, Dak Prescott in the game and come back fired up against the Cowboys, and the Eagles will come out, come out on top 24-20. to 20. Yeah, I think um, this is definitely one of those games for Carson Wentz where the pressure's on him. We know what he's capable of, but this is one of those games where it's almost a situation where it's perfect for him to remind everyone uh, in the NFL just how good he is. Um, if you think about it, they're tied for first in the division, um, on the road against their division rival. You have all of that noise around him, especially with that new recent report about someone criticizing him in the offense and pretty much being the problem of the offense. And uh, he's arguably playing his best football right now. So I think Carson Wentz is set for a really big game on Sunday. I think he throws for 350 yards, three touchdowns, and I got the Eagles winning 27-26. Yeah, and before I say my bold prediction, just a quick disclaimer. Matt and I did not discuss these predictions ahead of the show and did not plan on having the same one. But with that being said, I also think Jalen Mills will record an interception in his return and really spark this secondary group as the game goes along. And unfortunately, uh, I have the Eagles losing this one by a final score of 27-20. to And without Deshaun Jackson, most likely, I think the Eagles would just fail to keep up with this Cowboys offense. Although everything is on the line, the highest stakes possible, it's going to be a tough environment for the Eagles to come up with a victory this week. Yeah, it's going to be a close one for sure. If you're looking for a game to uh, sit back, relax, take a deep breath, this is not the game to do that because Eagles have been um, struggling these kind of games all throughout the season except against the Jets. They've been in it to the end. Um, Vikings not so much, but um, you can never really count them out unless they're down a lot in the fourth quarter. But, um, I mean, both teams are going to come to play. Like we've said multiple times, first place is on the line. It's a huge rivalry they're going to be um, always out there competing as they always do in these divisional games. So it's going to be fun to watch, but <clears throat> definitely going to be very stressful and it's definitely going to come down to the end. So if we, um, you know, exploit our matches on offense and, you know, get Andre Dillard, get Miles Sanders involved on defense, get the pass, protect, or, uh, pass rush going early and often, and then special teams clear some stuff up, take those points when need be with Jake Elliott, have him extend that perfect um, record with his field goals this year and have cam johnson pin some great punts then eagles should be in good shape and should come out on top of this game yeah this is one of those games where really all the chips are on the table you know like you said tied for first place uh coming off a pretty brutal loss to the vikings and then looking at the stretch board we got the bills got the bears got the patriots and seahawks this is really as much of a must win as it can get this early in the season so the eagles cannot afford to uh, have any mistakes in terms of uh, making them themselves and they just really got to come ready to go and um, just do whatever it takes to get a win a win's a win it doesn't matter if they play terrible and win or if they play phenomenal you just got to get a win and move on to next week yep the Eagles will need to have everything to go their way to step up on both the offensive side and defensive side hopefully Doug Peterson and Jim Schwartz can develop a great game plan heading into this Dallas week a rivalry matchup everything on the line Sunday Night Football, it's going to be a very exciting game, and I'm really looking forward to it. So hopefully we come out on top and then go on a big run moving forward. Yeah, definitely. I mean, any type of 
um, fashion that they win, and it's going to be important just to motivate this team. Obviously, if they go into Dallas and blow this team out, then they're going to be uh, super hyped up to go into the final or like second stretch of the season. So um, that would be amazing, but obviously it's not going to come down to that, I would assume. So if they come in, they win in a close game, whether it be low scoring, high scoring, whatever it may be, if they go in and beat Dallas and show that they're the best team in the NFC East, then they're going to be fired up to go into these tough matchups going forward and say, all right, we proved ourselves the NFC East. Now we got to prove ourselves in the NFC and then now in the NFL because they're going to be playing some tough matchups, try to put themselves on top of those power rankings uh, that a lot of people are making up. Obviously, that's not their um, ultimate goal to be number one in NFL or ESPN's power rankings, but to be up there in the conversation as uh, the Seahawks, the Patriots, guys that are playing really well in the league right now, getting the Eagles in the same uh, sentence back again because they are expected to do this all throughout the offseason. There's a lot of hype around them. Haven't really fulfilled that potential yet, but if they get back on track and Deshaun Jackson comes back soon, then it's going to be scary. Yeah, for sure. And even if the worst case scenario happens and they lose, it's by no means is a season over. It will be tough being three and four. It will be tough having that stretch ahead of you, but they also have a lot of great opportunities to make up that lost ground and really still put themselves in a position to win the division because they would only be a game back on Dallas and they'll get to see him in the future too. So even if they lose, um, they're still right there, but a win would really put them in the driver's seat and really give them, at least mentally, give themselves a confidence to go in every week and know that they can win any football game. Yeah, the Eagles have faced a lot of criticism this week and all season long from the national media. So hopefully they can put that all to the side, focus on this big game this weekend against the Cowboys and really start a big run as for the rest of the second half of the season and do what they do best, uh, take control of that NFC East and go on from that point. Yeah, I think the struggles last year kind of helped uh, put the fans' minds at ease this season because we saw that the Eagles were almost counted out uh, around week six last year, and then it just got worse and worse from then until Nick Foles took over and took them from about a 4% chance to make the playoffs into the playoffs as a wildcard team. So um, definitely, like, need to... Um, I'm sorry, not... Uh, um, yeah, wildcard wild team, sorry. But um, it's definitely important just to keep rolling, play every single game like it's your last game try to get those wins but it's not over if you're losing um and week seven of the season have that faith in your team have the faith in your guys it doesn't matter what the people are saying against you they need to have a strong locker room around them and make sure that, that they're um you know boosting themselves up and try to get themselves in the best situation to win this week next week and going forward um not counting themselves out because there's a lot of hate going around about the eagles but they can't buy into it they got to believe in themselves and play throughout uh the entire season yeah, for sure. And regardless of what the reports say, regardless of what the anonymous source says about Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson, whoever it is, the Eagles will always be in a good position to win when they have Carson Wentz as a quarterback, Doug Peterson as a head coach, Malcolm Jenkins, Fletcher Cox on defense. So they they know that they're able to do it, and it's just really putting it all together. We, we haven't really seen it yet, but they just all got to know that they're able to do it, and they have the strong enough leaders to go into a tough environment and get the win. So it's definitely a big opportunity. It's really time for the leaders to step up and get it done. Yeah, they really just need to get on the same page and figure this thing out. You know, they have a great, talented roster on paper. So hopefully that that talent can come to fruition as the season goes along and the leaders can really step up and show that this team is one of the teams to be in the NFC and the NFL. Yeah, it's a big week. It's going to set themselves up greatly if they win. So 
we're fired up. We hope you guys are fired up about it. Uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Make sure you tune in next time and subscribe, rate, give us a review. That'll really help us out and let us know how we're doing. So um, until next time, go birds and let's go beat Dallas. Go birds.